Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, you have been so gracious to us. We're glad that we're here in another year. We're glad, Father, that we're alive and breathing in another year. Thank you for that. Thank you, Father. We're also closer to your return, and we're grateful for that as well. And so tonight, Father, I just ask you for your your wisdom, for your anointing to teach, to minister, and Father, for ears for us to hear, so we can hear what you've got to say, because it's good. Your word is good and does good things in us. So, Father, we thank you for that. ask that you would be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, uh, just as, as a reminder, on Wednesday nights or Sunday, anytime that you come, it's especially those of you who are here in the building, your receptivity makes a difference in, in what, what I'm able to get out. And if you think it's all on me, it, you're actually, it's, it's, that's not accurate. You, you remember Jesus said something one time, he said, I have a lot of things to tell you, but you can't hear them. And he was talking, talking to his disciples. You ever talk to someone who you could tell did not want to listen to you? How many of you have children? You know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, you're talking. But then if, if you also get in a situation where people are receptive, then it, it makes such a difference in terms of what you were able to get out. Keith Moore is a friend of ours that came, comes, he's been coming years, years the last time he came, he said, Alan, he said, it was really wonderful. He said, what I was able to get out at the church. He said, it just, and he shared some things on faithfulness, this outstanding message. It's on, uh, it's, you can go see it uh, on our YouTube channel. But he, he talked about what he was able to get out. And so oftentimes, if you'll come, if, if you're not careful, it's easy to come and sit down and, and receive like you're watching television. You know, television, is, when you watch it, it's not, you're not receiving, you're just observing. But you can come in on a night like this, and you can come in, and maybe you're like, I'm tired, and had a hard day at work, and I really didn't want to come. It's hard to receive as much that way. But if you'll come in and go, you know what? I'm here. I made the effort. I'm here. I need answers. And I believe God has answers for me. I believe when we get together with the other believers and the president, you know, he said we're two or three gathered together in my name. He's there in the midst of us. He's here. Holy Spirit's here. He can help us. You can hear. You can learn. You can walk out of here different than how you came in. So how you, how you approach it, if you're like, well, I wonder what Alan's got this year. I wonder if he's any better than he was last year. Yeah, it's not going to help you much. <laughs> but if you say, Lord, help him. Help him because I need answers. Help him, Lord, because I need, I need to get somewhere. Help him, Lord, because I don't want this year to be like last year. I want this year to be better. Amen. And so that's a lot up to us. So let's, let's gear up. You ready to go? Yes. All right. Do we pray yet? Okay, good. <laughs> I, uh, I have a, a family doctor that uh, we've, we've had for years. He's a good doctor. He's a, he's a brother in the Lord. He is, um, <laughs> we laugh, Joy said, he, his bedside manner makes you look like a kindergarten teacher. He's just real blunt. And uh, he's been family doctored now for about 30 some years. And uh, 
seen all our kids. In fact, he's, now he's, he's seeing our grandkids. And that's nice. That's, that's fun. I told him he can't retire. But uh, he, uh, about 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, he looked at me and he said, you better do something. I said, what? He said, you better exercise. He said, uh, it's, it's not going to go, it's, you're not going in the right direction. He said, you need to exercise. You need to do some cardio. You need to, you need, you need to do some weights. You need to do some resistance training. He said, but you need to exercise. He, he prescribed a treatment, exercise. He said at least three times a week. Well, a few weeks later, I ran into him at the YMCA. And he looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm exercising. You said exercise. I'm, I'm in here. I'm exercising. He said, and this, this I thought was interesting. He said, I, he said, I can hardly believe it. He said, you won't believe how many people I tell to exercise. And they never do. I said, well, I, I spend my life telling people what to do. I want them, you know, I need to plant good seeds here. <laughs> so I said, you said exercise, I'm going to exercise. But he, he prescribed exercise for me. And, uh, and I appreciate that. Now, you might be looking at me going, well, you don't do much of it. Well, I do enough to stay fit, okay? I didn't say I'm, I'm a triathlete. I just said I exercise. And so th the idea, though, is, is he prescribed something, and I did it. So I want to talk about, I, I was reading some things, and I just want to talk about, I'm calling this God's prescription for an abundant life. God's prescription for an abundant life. I want to look at a couple of things, and then, we're going to go into, uh, we're going to go into something I've never taught before. I'm going to teach on the knots of Proverb 3. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right, here we go. We, we want to talk about God's prescription for an abundant life. Let me just lay this foundation first. We are spiritual beings. Spiritual beings. 1 Thessalonians 5th chapter, verse 23 said, may the God of peace sancti himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are, and I, I want to reiterate that. Maybe you think you know this or, or maybe you've never heard this before. But it's important to hear that we are spiritual beings. He said your whole spirit, soul, and body. By the way, he, Paul has that in the right order. Spirit, soul, and body. Here, people say body, soul, spirit, soul, and body. You start with the highest first, go to the lowest. So spirit, soul, and body. Spirit's that eternal part of us. If you've ever been to a funeral, you look, in, you look up there, and they, if they have a casket, they look at, you look at them, and I know people say, oh, he looks so good. I, I don't know anyone's ever looked good there because there's no life in them. And oftentimes, you'll, you'll look at someone in the casket and go, well, that's not them. They're not there. What, what are we looking at? We're looking at their body because their spirit's not there. Our spirits are eternal. Our spirit is the part that goes and, and be, and, and listen, your, your spirit, Paul said, he had a vision. He said, I can tell whether I was, I was in the body or out of the body. People say, when I get to heaven, am I going to be like a, a fat little baby angel with wings? No. <laughs> Will we know one another in heaven? Well, do you know one another now? Yes. So we're going to know, we, we, we don't turn into fat baby angels with, with little wings. And, 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 and here's the beautiful thing. One day we'll get a, a, a completely... Uh, glorified body. We'll get rid of this one. No wrinkles. No fat. No dieting. Ever. Ever. Amen. Ever. Yeah. Can I, can I get an amen? Don't get tired. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that day, right? Things don't sag. 
No angel is going to walk up to you and go, you need to exercise. You know, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Spirit, eternal being, soul. Soul is our, our emotional, mental realm. They say, well, aren't they pretty connected? They're very connected. And, and so the Bible, is going to the, Bible, the Bible is a spiritual book. And it, it feeds us spiritually. Now this is, you say, well, why are you going into this? Because this is key to God's prescription. We have to understand that we're spirit beings, eternal beings. We have a soul and we live in a body. This body is, is, not the, is not the real me. It's only the shell that we live in. One day we'll get a new one. Until that time, we just have to make the best of what we've got. But we are spiritual beings. I, you're a spirit being. When we talk about, excuse me, we talk about someone being in Christ, they're a new creation. You've heard, you've heard me share that one for years. Someone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things become new. Well, what becomes new? Our spirit. Your body didn't become new. Joyce said she was so upset when she was in college and someone shared with her and she got born again. She was born again in college. And uh, she said she got up so disappointed because when she got up the next morning after being born again, she said she still had some complexion problems that she thought would just absolutely go away. They don't, no, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Where is that? On the inside, brand new. Spiritually speaking, we're spirit, spiritual beings. Now, the reason I say that is because God's word is spiritual. And it's important that we understand this. Because sometimes we can treat it like it's, well, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's God's word. And I, I don't really like reading it. But look what it says in Hebrews 4th chapter, talking about God's word. Now, this is a, just a real quick thing. We're spirits. We need spiritual stuff. The word of God is living, living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and it's discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God is living. It's alive. It's powerful. It's, it's a powerful Word. We can't treat it like any other book. It's not like any other book. It's a powerful book. I love to read, and when I was, at, when I was in high school, I began to read the, uh, the Tolkien uh, uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Love that trilogy. thought it was great. Read it once, read it a couple of times. About the third time, I'm like, I've read this enough. I don't want to read it another time. But, you know, there's some books you can read over and over again. You don't ever notice the one thing beautiful about the Bible. You can read the Bible. You can pick it up every day and read it. And it's still fresh and still new because it's alive. It's a spiritual book. It, it is not that old news is old news. It's like going to your doctor's office and they've got people magazines from 1998. You're like, I don't want to read this. But God's word's alive and it's powerful. It's a, it's a spiritual book. Jesus said, he said, the flesh profits nothing. My words are spirit in their life. Jesus said, my words are spiritual. Really, if, 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 if I'm doing my job right, then it should not just be entertaining your head. It should be ministering to your spirit. It should strengthen you spiritually because God's word is spiritual. We're spiritual people. And uh, God's word is spiritual food. First Peter 2, 1 and 2. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. That'll keep you busy just laying all that stuff aside. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So growth, our spiritual growth is directly tied in to God's word. You, you say, Alan, you're just real big on God's word. You better believe it. And the older I get, the more bigger I get on it. 
because I realized we don't just need something tickling our ears. We need something feeding our spirits. We need something that helps us grow and develop spiritually. And as we grow and develop spiritually, it impacts the rest of us. If you start with the highest and go to the lowest, then I get strong in my spirit. It makes a difference in my mind and my emotions and in my body. Spiritually strong. But God's word is spiritual food. It's been also likened to not just milk, but to meat and to bread. Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So it's spiritual. Now, here's, here's the thing. God's prescriptions will always involve his word. God's prescriptions for an abundant life will always involve his words. Now, if you have convinced yourself that you don't like to read the Bible, let me see if I can convince you that you can change that. One, you need to stop saying that. Stop saying, I don't like reading my Bible. That's not helping you. That's like, that's like looking at your spouse going, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you. After a while, that's going to take an, that's going to take an impact. It might impact both of your eyes, but it's going to impact. <laughs> the idea is you don't keep saying that. If you notice anything you, you express becomes more real. One of the things Joy and I have done, it's interesting. We're, we're, not, we're not real touchy as a family. Our whole family is not, we're not huggy, kissy, touchy. But we're very verbal. We're very, I love you. Bless you. <laughs> that deserved to bless you. That is, a, and I can appreciate a sneeze like that because I sneezed just the same way. Joy, did you hear that? That is, see, how many of you know your sneeze? You can't stop it when it comes. It's a, any loud sneezers in the room? Can I get an amen? Thank you. Justin can blow the doors down when he sneezes. Where was I? <laughs> what? What? Thank you. We love one another, but we don't, we're not touchy. You know, some families are real kissy, kissy, and, yeah, and, and that's great. You, not in our family. They're like, don't touch me. So, um, but we're verbal and we express our love. Thank you. We ex now I'm on track again. Here we go. We, we express our love for one another, which is, which is actually very good. The more you do that, the more real it becomes. I love you. You ought to tell, you ought to tell the people in your life you love them a lot. Gosh, did y'all get quiet? That was a marriage tip right there. Tell them you love them. You'll be surprised at how it grows. But also stop telling the Lord and telling yourself that you don't like to read the Bible. That's his words. And they'll help you and feed you. So stop saying, I don't like to read the Bible. I can't understand it. I don't get it. It's not helping you. Try this. Next time you sit down and go, Lord, thank you. Your word's alive and powerful. It is feeding me. Thank you. And take a different attitude about it. But you can acquire a taste for it. Do you know you acquired taste for that? When I grew up, I, I grew up in a non-alcoholic family. My family never drank, ever. Never saw my dad or mother drink. And so I grew up not drinking. <laughs> in fact, I grew up thinking that if you drank, you went to hell. It's not true, but somebody got real nervous. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> that's wrong doctrine. It's not true. 
But that's, that's what I believe. So when I was 16 years old, I, I tasted my first beer. Now, I didn't like it. I really didn't. I tasted and I thought, dear Lord, this is horrible. Now, some of you are like, I loved it from the beginning. I don't want to hear about it. I, I don't want to hear about it. I didn't like it at all. But I remember the guys I was with, and I'm, of course I'm an underage drinker at the time. I'm with, I said, this is horrible. And, and I'll never forget my friend of mine, his name was Jim. Jim Lee, me said, yeah, I know it, but everybody else drinks it, so we might as well. <laughs> and here was, my, here was my rationale. Well, every, everybody does drink it, and if I want to hang out with people and party and everybody does drink it, I might as well learn to like it. So I thought it would benefit me socially, so I learned to drink it, learned to like it. Never was a huge fan, still preferred iced tea and lemonade, but I learned to like it. I acquired a taste. Now, you can acquire a taste. If you ever have to go on, on a diet and they make you start eating vegetables, and when you first start, you're like, I don't want to eat these things. These are nasty. But after a while, if you begin to eat them for a while, and you don't need a bunch of other stuff, you can acquire a taste for it. I mean, come and look at me like I, you don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You can acquire a taste for things, and may, you might not start out not liking Do you know you can acquire a taste for God's Word? Where you can begin to go, you know what? I never liked to read my Bible, but I started doing it, and I did it as a discipline, but I did it, and all of a sudden, it, it just became, I, so it feeds me now. And I love to read my Bible. And before you say that, I, I would just say that. Be a good thing to say this year. I just love to read my Bible because it's feeding me spiritually. Now, in Proverbs, the third chapter, there are some, as I was reading it, and just, I, I kind of got stuck. Sometimes you'll read something and it just really resonates with you, so you go back and read it again. And then go back and read it again. Go back and, it's okay, you can repeat. And uh, I, was, I was reading Proverbs 3, and I, I saw, I said, man, there's some really good instructions here. There's some, some things here. And here's, here's the first one. Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. Would you leave it up just for a second? Now, we could, we could look at this from... from where we understand now in the New Testament and the same principles apply, don't forget God's word, but let our heart keep God's commandments, his ways. For length of days and long life and peace, they'll add to you. Now stop right there. Just think, just for a second. Sometimes you read something like that, you go, yeah, 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 yeah. What if tomorrow morning you woke up and, and you went in to your kitchen or wherever you go first off and I'll go to the kitchen and get, get some coffee. And Jesus is sitting at your kitchen table. Well, after the hair goes down on, on you know, and Jesus said, please, please sit down. And you sit down and, and you're, of course, you're pretty much speechless, but he says, is there any way I can, I can help you? And you say, Lord, I'd like my life to be better. I'm just not living the quality of life that I'd like to live. And he smiles and goes, I'm going to write you a prescription. You got a piece of paper and you scrambled, you find one. Put that verse back up. He said, here's what I want you to do. 
up the other one. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, want you to, I want you to place a high value on my word. Not just reading it, but taking it to heart. And if you'll do that, it'll add length of days and long life. That length of days and long life means length of days, meaning years of life, but not just years of life, quality of life. I mean, you know, sometimes you can live a long time and have bad quality of life. You need, you, you want both. Length of days and quality of life. And peace, that word peace means prosperity. It means wholeness. It means tranquility. It means peace. And what if the Lord just wrote, he said, listen, I want you to, I want you to treat my, my word as very high in value. I want, you, I want you to treat it like that. And he writes that out. Treat my word high value. I want you to, to, to look at it. I want you to take it to heart and keep it. And this is going to bless your life. And the Lord hands you that. When you look at that, here's what you're not going to do. Lord, I, I am so busy. You won't believe how I took a new job and they're just they're driving me nuts and I'm busy. And I'd love to do that. Lord, have you got anything else? I bet you're not doing that. Not if you're smart. If, you're, if you do that, don't tell them you go here. <laughs> you, 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 you would look at that and you go, okay, all right. I'm going to treat God's word like it's high value. He said it would add length of days and quality of life and peace. How many people are looking for that now? How many people right now are looking? You've got billionaires right now doing everything they can to figure out how they can live eternally. They're spending a lot of money trying to figure that out. They're not going to be able to figure it out. We have, we have, but, but, but the Lord says, but you can extend your life. You can have a long life. How many know people are doing everything they can to find a quality of life? My quality of life is not good. I want my quality of life to be better. And dear God, I need peace. I need peace in my life. And the Lord says, here it is. If you begin to value his word and not just value it and not just read it, but you begin to take it to heart and go, I'm going to do this. I, I don't know everything. You start right where you are. I don't know everything, but what I find out, I'm going to begin to put into practice. And it's going to start helping me. When Joy and I first were married, we had a difficult marriage. Man, we brought trouble. Both of us brought all of the baggage in. It was, it, was, it was a difficult marriage. And we argued a lot. We fought a lot. And uh, I've shared this over the years, and I've had people very smugly come up to me and tell me that they didn't fight at all. I'm like, great, wonderful. I, I'm not advocating that fighting is the way to go. What I, what I am saying, though, is now is we have a, a wonderful marriage. We have a lot of peace. Rarely do we, I mean, rarely. Now listen, guys, we used to fight all the time. One a day was considered a really good day. And I'm, I'm very serious. Say, surely, how, can, how could you fight with someone as sweet as joy? Trust me, I figured out a way to do it. <laughs> but it was, it, say, well, what happened? What, what happened? What happened is, both of us wouldn't give up on God or his word. Both of us 
we begin to do exactly what this prescription said. We begin to read his word. We begin to put it into practice. And, and you're talking about a quality of life? We laugh sometimes because it's like we're happy with one another. In fact, sometimes we look around and go, you know, we don't have a lot of friends. And then we look around and go, and we're cool with it. Because we're real good friends. And we really enjoy it. Listen, this didn't happen because, well, you're a pastor and she's a preacher and she's awesome and perfect. And she wasn't always awesome and perfect. And, and I wasn't always a pastor. And I'm going to tell you this again, being a pastor does not give me an advantage of doing this word over you. Amen. It's, this is level ground, guys. Why do you think pastors fall? Yep. Because they're human. And they still have to do the word just like everybody else. But what's the key? We begin to take God's word and begin to put it in our life. You say, well, it can't be that simple. I didn't say it was simple. I said it took some effort. It takes some discipline. It takes... Valuing God's word is a high value proposition. God, your word. Joy had at one point in time, she had the amplified version of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. That's the love chapter. She had it all over the house. Every time I would open a drawer, there it was. I'd open a, a cabinet, there it was. Look under there just to get the draino out. There it is. It's, it's all over the house. I said, why do you have it all over the house? She said, I need a reminder all the time about how to walk in love with you. But, but you know what? She began to put that in, into practice. And we begin to put it into practice. Guys, I'm not just saying we're perfect. We are certainly not perfect. Neither one of us. But I can tell you, to go from very, very bad to very, very good, it's not like God just looked down and said, I, you know, bless their hearts. Bless her heart. She's lived with that man for so long. I'm just going to change him poof, overnight. Little, little sprinkle dust. Poof. Gosh, it doesn't work that way. You know that. You're Wednesday night people. You know that. You're here on Wednesday night. You could be somewhere else. But you know that if you put effort in here, put, now you can put that next verse up if you would. Mark, look what Jesus said. Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you again. And do you hear more will be given? In other words, you ever heard the term, what you put in, you will? You ever heard that? We, we believe that. Jesus said, the measure you use, you put, a, you put a, a good measure in, you get a good measure out. We got serious and, and we stayed serious and we, we put God's word in and we would talk, we would talk it and, and it, oh gosh, it helped us. Because if you take God's, because you take the Lord's prescription and you begin to put that in your heart and in your life, it will absolutely change you. You say, are you trying to talk me into reading my Bible? You're exactly what I'm trying to do. Trying to talk you into reading your Bible. And not just reading your Bible, but taking it to heart. And going, God, I live in a messed up world. And I live around a whole lot of messed up people. I need some answers. And your word has answers and always has had answers. And if I can get strong spiritually, I can handle some of the stuff I'm dealing with. And that becomes the bottom line. Listen, you're not going to be able to change everything. We're not going to be able to change the whole world. We're not going to be able to make everybody do the right thing. But if you get stronger spiritually, then your ability to handle the stuff that comes your way gets better and better and better. Amen. You say, well, Joy, I guess you and Joy never have any pressure anymore. 
<laughs> no. No. We still do. You try pastoring a church like this through a pandemic. You don't think there's any pressure? We got close to 100 people on staff. You think there's no pressure? And then we got kids and grandkids and a dog. <laughs> Boudreaux and a worthless bird that still will not die. Ezekiel the dove. Gosh, he's been around for 22 years. He just won't go. I believe in God, though this is the year. Oh, I tell you, I'm going to let you take that bird home let you live with him when he goes off at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to let you deal, deal with that. Y'all are causing me to digress. Oh, welcome. Say, is it always like this on Wednesday night? Yeah, pretty much. Very, pretty much. But I hope I only got to my first point, so this is a series now. Um, but, but in this, uh, I, I really want you to care. If Jesus wrote you a prescription, what would you do with it? Well, he did. And so we can begin to take it and, and put it. Oh, gosh, I, I'm telling you. It'll change your life. It really will change your life. You're getting, if you're just getting started in a relationship, what a great way to do it. Build this in. If you've been married for a long time, you think it's too late for us, it is not too late. The beautiful thing about spiritual things and spiritual truth is they're timeless. And I don't care how old you are, you can always make a heart change and a heart adjustment. Amen. I don't care. You say, listen, we've had people come in here and get born again, filled with the Spirit in their 90s. In their 90s. So, wouldn't it be good to still be spiritually hungry in your 90s? Hey, hey, it can happen. It can happen to you, because we love to read our Bible. And we love to put it in our heart. Because God's good. And He's got good prescriptions for us. Let's pray. Father, thank you. You are so good to us. Thank you for your help. Thank you, Father, for hope, for people out there who are thinking that uh, it's a pie in the sky. This is not pie in the sky. Father, you know that you can, you, you can minister your hope and peace to them. And Father, thank you that this, this year can be different. It can be different. Thank you for your prescriptions, for life, for health, for strength. You've got good things for us. Your paths drop with goodness. And we thank you for that. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you came this evening and said, you know what, Alan, I don't even have a relationship with God. I know that. And he knows that. But I want to change that. Or maybe you're like I was. I, I knew the Lord and backed away from him a long way away. And I realized I didn't want to live there. I wanted to come back. Either one of those situations applies to you. We're going to say a prayer. We're not going to have you stand up, come to the front. If you're watching online, th th this applies to you as well. Or we're going to say a prayer, and you can jump right into this. But I'm, I am going to ask you one thing. If you're here, and you say, Alan, would you pray for me? I don't know about my relationship with the Lord, but I want to be sure of that. Or I want to come back to him. Would you pray for me? Real quick, just slip your hand up just across the auditorium. Say me. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for your courage. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand, 
and you thought, gosh, I really want to get in on that. You can get in on this. We're going to pray. We're going to pray with you as a church family. If you're watching online, here's the deal. If you're by yourself, pray this out loud. If you're with other people, pray it quietly. But pray this. We're going to pray it with you as a church family. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Father, thank you for those that have prayed that prayer here, prayed that prayer online. Thank you, Father, that change takes place so instantaneously and it's so good. For those who've come out of darkness into light, we rejoice with them. For those who've come back home, we rejoice with them and we know good things are ahead. We give you all the praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We hope this message has blessed you. We have services every single Sunday at 9 and 1030 and Wednesday nights at 7. We'd love to see you here. Have a great week.